How do we make it 32 episodes? What? 32. No way. Yes, 32 episodes. Wait, 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 wait. With both of us? No, I think you came on just a few episodes in, but yeah, 32 episodes. I think I was like episode five or six or something. Something like that. What started with... Yeah, Kev, that sounds interesting. Not really. I don't know. If you talk about something that doesn't suck, I'll be on the show. <laughs> and then, then I was like, I really want to do an episode about Infinity War. I'm in! <laughs> yeah, I think it was like, I'm really sick of being hounded about this, so I guess I'll just do it to get him off my back. And then I was like, hey, this is actually kind of fun. You mean and since or, March of... Uh... Like, um, you know, Fridays at noon, so. <laughs> yep, since March of 2014, roughly. We gotta do a podcast, we gotta do a podcast, we gotta do a podcast. Well, in fairness to me, for the first, like, six years you talked about it, I didn't know what a podcast was, so of course I was gonna say no. Uh, most of our audience still doesn't know what a podcast is, because I think what you and I do is just a recorded conversation around the racket club. Yeah, when I try to explain it to, like, my parents... And I'm like, it's basically like a radio interview show that's recorded and you get it on the computer. And they're still like, uh, uh, never mind. But when the blip happens and all of humanity, 50%, is thanos at least we'll have recorded conversations of you and I talking about stuff we want to talk about. Yeah, because I think the blip doesn't wipe out anything we had before, right? So Correct. The audio still remains. It's not people. We're not talking like Back to the Future make you disappear from existence before that point kind of thing. So I'll gladly get sidetracked on this only because it's a major point of pride for me right now. But Big John has become super into The Simpsons. And not just The Simpsons, but particularly running the gamut of the uh, Treehouse of Horror specials. Oh, yeah, that's Izzy's thing, too. And we did catch the episode, uh, I believe it's like season six or something, where, no, it's season eight. And I remember this being a thing where they were going to send Homer into, like, the third dimension. And uh, in that episode, there's a part where he gets sent back in time because he busts up a toaster that somehow makes him travel in time. One of the, one of the best Treehouse of Horrors. <laughs> so, so he's like, all right, I remember don't step on anything, don't touch anything, don't crush anything. And the first time he goes through, he don't, steps on a mosquito or something and comes back. <laughs> the whole world's changed. Does it like five times and by the fifth time, he's just like, uh, forget it. And just starts smashing everything in prehistoric times. <laughs> so good. So. Does he like sneeze on a T-Rex? Of course, yes. And all of the dinosaurs die. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. Sticking with the... Sticking with the Pookie theme, the last Pookie episode of 2023, at least hopefully the last Pookie episode, it's October. Every time you say that, every time, sorry, every time you say Pookie, by the way, like every time over the last three weeks, all I can think about is Chris Rock in New Jack City. I'm sorry. New Jack City. So shout out to my future brother-in-law who made my sister watch New Jack City a couple weekends ago. As you should. Because she hadn't hadn't watched it. Shout out to Tom. Big Tom. Going to be part of the family soon. Uh, so last Pookie-themed show for the Halloween session. Halloween's on Tuesday, October 31st. So we came up with a show concept, and I think y'all will enjoy it. We are picking 
I'm going to call this episode Hallowishing. Our wish list of the candy we gots to have every Halloween. This is not necessarily our favorite candy, but it's the it's the candy we have to have on Halloween, or else Halloween is is not fulfilled. The costume has to be on point, and it could be a costume we wore, a costume we always wanted, etc. We are then going to pick each of us a favorite Halloween movie. You know, you remember it, folks, coming home with your bag of candy, sitting down on the living room floor, pilfering through everything, pulling razor blades out of certain things, getting rid of the corroded pennies, and watching that Halloween movie. You had to watch every Halloween. Then on top of it, what food you had to have to absorb some of the sugar that you were eating while mobile. And then I threw a little bit of an asterisk in this. This may be more Kevin Watts, Kevin O'Callaghan, 80s, 90s, boy-centric. But, I mean, trick-or-treating with your family, especially if you had sisters, it's okay. Trick-or-treating, trunk-or-treat things really didn't exist back in our heyday, Kev. You hit the block with one of your homies, and that's how you got it done. The asterisk I'm throwing out here is... You got one dude to do it with, hitting the block, Halloween style. Who's the person that you are going to canvas the neighborhood with to pick up your treats? Kay Watts, anything before I start going? Uh, no. No. You, you are the, the resident lawyer of the show. Any legal disclaimers before we get into this? mention on this show we are encouraging you to do because we only mention things that are awesome things that are ingenious things that are foolproof so by all means have at it Hoss. and remember before we get too, too detailed into this some of our memories may or may not be accurate however what? however <laughs> however what do you always say kevin if we say it it's facts. It's facts. So, I'll just start. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick this off. I don't know why. It's, it's not my favorite candy, so it's not my favorite. I do enjoy it. I enjoy it for the simple fact that, you know, when you go to the dentist and they ask you if you want the fluoride on your teeth at the end. Oh yeah. And it kind of sticks on your teeth for like three or four hours. Yeah, they're kind of like like gummy, gluey. Yeah, and they, they yeah. Eat, 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 like car wash it into your teeth. It's supposed to protect <laughs> your teeth. and It's either like bubble gum or neutral. Yeah, well, strawberry is usually mine, but yeah. That same texture applies to Butterfingers. <laughs> so when you eat a Butterfinger, it stays on your teeth as a film. For three to four hours. And there's nothing you can do to get that flavor. That, that whatever that melted down candy corn, peanut buttery nugget thing inside of a Butterfinger is, 
You cannot remove that from your teeth with modern dentistry. All right. So, A, that's totally inaccurate. <laughs> but B, what is accurate, I guess it isn't totally inaccurate. You alluded to something that is accurate, which is whatever's in the middle of a barfinger, it's like when you leave something in the microwave too long and it's like it like phases into a different state of matter. That's what happens to the Butterfinger interior. What throws me with the Butterfinger BK is it's never consistent. So I've bitten into Butterfingers that I'm pretty sure neighborhood residents have had as their Halloween candy up in the attic for maybe four or five years. And you bite the Butterfinger inside and it turns into dust. (laughs) And then I've also bitten into Butterfingers that I shoved in my pocket, ran around the neighborhood. The first thing I did when I got home was pull one out and eat it and it gets stuck to my mouth as if little butterfinger drywall men came up and just put a new wall a butterfinger drywall on my teeth yeah there's like that weird feeling it's like it connects the molars on the top and the bottom together. Uh, you can't open your mouth yeah and it gets that like that like very ominous noise when you finally split them apart. Yes. Like, is 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 my tooth still there? It's such a strange sensation. You bite into a Butterfinger. One, it has no resemblance or similarity to what Bart Simpson's experienced when he would bite into a Butterfinger. It is borderline torture, but at the same time, I can't stop myself every Halloween. I have to have a Butterfinger on Halloween. I will never and have never purchased like an entire Butterfinger bar. My dad used to bribe me with Butterfingers when I was a kid. Hey, Junior, if you mow the lawn, I'll buy you a Butterfinger. I could never finish an entire one, and I'm pretty sure as a as a grown adult, I still can't finish one. But for whatever reason, Halloween comes, I have to have some mini Butterfingers. Well, that's fair. I guess what threw me is not your assessment that Butterfingers are basically hazardous and poisonous, yet delicious. Uh, I don't get the film on the teeth. I do get the cement on the teeth that yanks them out of position. 100%. So, 100%. It, it's very, uh, very similar to, uh, as my wife always describes it, the chocolate Entenmann's Donuts. When you buy in, when you bite into a shelf stable Entenmann's chocolate donut, it better be the last thing you eat for the rest of the day. Uh. <laughs> because you could be eating you six hours later, you could have dinner, and you're just gonna taste the plaque from that black Entenmann's donut, very similar to the Butterfinger. Yeah, it's not chocolate, but what I have to say because I'm amused by the way I said this before. I think we have to have a rule. You need to be very deliberate when you pronounce the name of that company. It has to be Entenmann's. Ent- Entenmann's? Entenmann's? Why is there the extra N in Entenmann's? I don't know. And furthermore, have you ever noticed that Hostess, it truly is the Donuts? Yeah. I, uh, that's very sexist. Donuts? Like, whatever, they taste good. What's your candy, Kev? So I'm glad that you qualified this by saying it doesn't have to be our favorite candy necessarily. No, yeah, it's just you got to have it on Halloween. 
because like whatchamacallit is my favorite candy so good but it, it is good but it, it's such a rare species out in the wild and like if you pin your halloween hopes on getting a whatchamacallit you're in for a very disappointing night um they don't make them in the little like snack sizes i don't believe they ever have um and very few houses hand out full-size candy bars, and I don't think I've ever seen one hand out a full-size whatchamacallit. So you might as well be holding out for, like, caramel-encrusted $20 bills or something. Um, so that was off my list. What went on my list is Three Musketeers. Now, the reason for it, number one, they're delicious. Yes. Uh, Very underrated candy. Exactly. Very underrated. That is a key component to my my rationale. Okay. So they're underrated, they're underappreciated, yet they're plentiful. You get them a lot. They're not super rare, but they're really, really good for trading because not enough people like them enough. So if you have a hankering for Three Musketeers and you find that you've got like a metric ton of Kit Kats or Skittles or, you know, like Hershey bars, like, you know, solid choices, but not your 1A, then you got ample swap opportunity. So I'm going with Three Musketeers. I love that candy bar. It's like, it's very unique. It doesn't have any peanuts in it, which I, I don't dislike, but, you know, when you're trying to like crush through a million of these things, in an hour, you know, you don't necessarily want to be crunching on things. You just Ke- want- Kevin, it's no secret. Uh, I admire your physique, probably to an uncomfortable level. Um, <laughs> you've always managed to just stay in a state of shreddedness that has you maybe three weeks out from a bodybuilding stage. Well, I have eyes on me, a.k.a. yours, so I have no choice but to at least you know, try to keep up appearances. I think I've finally figured it out. So many, many years ago, my then girlfriend, who became my fiance and now wife, bought me, bought me a book called Eat This, Not That. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she bought it to prove to me to not be as rigorous with my diet as I have been accused of being. So she's like, you know, instead of eating that can of tuna in a theater with your friend Kevin, here's some healthy options. True story. True story. Here are some actually like healthy options you could have at a theater if you wanted to enjoy yourself and still not feel like a chunky monkey. So one of the healthiest candies on the market in terms of fat, saturation, and sugar is the Three Musketeers. Get out. Yep, yeah. Well, I'm going to go eat three times as many of them now. Now, I have to ask you, the fun size that I'm talking about, and none of our, we, we will go visual visual audio at some point, but this, the fun size, so about yay. Have you ever had the f- smaller than fun size Three Musketeers? You know, here's the deal. I'm, I'm glad you brought that Do you know what I'm talking about? The ones that are like a size of a quarter? I 
don't appreciate the fact that those were invented. Okay, okay. I, I'm just so put off by that. First of all, it makes people handing out candy into cheapskates because they're like, oh, you only get one. And it's like, well, one used to be like, you know, six inches or whatever, a regular size one. Then it became three inches. Now you want like three quarters of an inch. That's not one. I don't like that salting. I can regulate my own intake habits. Don't give me this nonsense. So I've only, I've only noticed that now with three small children. Uh, I believe they're mine, but they live here all the time. So I'm just going to assume they are. Yeah. The past couple of years, taking them out, hitting the block on Halloween and coming back and, and rummaging through their candy, pulling out only Butterfingers and Reese's, noticing that I'm like, who invented these little quarter size candies? No, you don't get the full experience either. Like part of the experience of biting into a Three Musketeers is a great example. It's like actually an even better example would probably be like Snickers. You have to have that caramel like pull off. Oh gosh, yes. Pull over onto your lip. Like that's part of the experience. You yeah. Don't get that throw the whole thing in your mouth at one time. I I just don't like that invention. It was a terrible idea. It's it's just it's bad for America. It's cheap. It really cheapens the experience too, because then you just end up having to take like three or four of the little ones and putting them in the side of your mouth like a little squirrel and chewing them up. Yeah, I mean it it's it's a gateway. Pretty soon you got the you know, you got the skull in there, you know. I just no. We're not doing that. Let's get back to at least the fun size. Like that's okay. You can at least get like two bites out of that. Dare I say next thing you know there's money missing off the dresser and your daughter's knocked out? <laughs> I've seen it a thousand times. <laughs> What's your point? Anyways, <laughs> so our candies are squared up. This one hit me hard. My costume that I always wanted, never got. I'm going to post this on our Insta reel. I found the actual costume. Do you remember the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Uh, I Yeah, I mean, that was not uh, really in my wheelhouse. But yes, I know them very well. So there was several episodes into the first season. There was an addition to the show that... Through my research, I discovered this guy wasn't even supposed to be on the show. He was supposed to be the lead character in another similar show called VR Troopers. But it was that Fox block after school of like Power Rangers, VR Troopers, like cool shows that we watched when we came home from school. They premiere the Green Ranger in Power Rangers. And this dude is awesome. RIP to the real actor, Jason Frank. Very tragic end at the age of 49. I'll let the listeners explore that but they came out with a power rangers costume one of those ones i mean they still make them but i feel like they're so much cheaper now you remember getting the bag that had the costume in it i'm gonna get to that but go on so the costume came bagged it always hung off the shelf you know over at nickels or major wherever you shopped for your halloween outfit I don't recall, and I could be totally blipping out on this. I don't remember those like Halloween USAs and stuff being around when we were little. No, you, I think you meant Lynch's, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lynch's, right over on uh, off of Newman. Yep. Okay, so we got our costumes there, right? Or for most years, we just made something. So I don't know what happened financially in the O'Callaghan house in 1994. Could have been a down year. 
All I wanted was this stupid flipping Green Ranger costume for Halloween. In fact, my friend had one. Shout out to Eric Roberts. I know you probably don't listen. Still love you, dude. Uh, he gets one. Every I'm other... friends with Eric Roberts. Yeah, not That's the awesome. Eric Roberts. I'm friends with the cooler <laughs> Eric Roberts that lived off of Detroit Street. So <laughs> Eric Roberts has one. Uh, you know, Todd Haynes got the Red Ranger. Jeff Singhurst has the Blue Ranger. I got nothing. All I want is this Green Ranger 94 outfit. When you guys see this picture, audience, you talk about just S-T-U-D. Me walking around, fresh as a daisy, nine years old, with this outfit on. Kevin, this thing's exquisite. Had this beautiful gold piece that you put on the shoulders. They were like shoulder pads. Had the nice belt with the Dragon Zord logo on it. Fully green, came with some white gloves, awesome mask, a green helmet, technology at its zenith, costume-wise, in 1994. Never had it. I don't care what I would have to do to squeeze myself into this thing. I am flirting with buying it and wearing it on Tuesday because I found it, and that was my costume that I always wanted. Wait, you found one? I found one, yeah. Are, are you actually going to spend money on it? It's $29. Well, that's $29 you could save for a rainy day, my friend. The only thing that I'm I'm struggling with is how humil- how I know, I know, I know. How humiliating would it be because I can probably still fit in it. <laughs> well, you do uh, you do love your extra mediums, so maybe. Do you own a shirt that is not small? <laughs> That's my that's my Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 1994. The company's called Butterick, B-U-T-T-E-R-I-C-K. But this, I mean, this kid is so proud, and I'm proud for him, and I would have been this proud had my parents got off their wallets and bought it for me in 1994. I think 1994, I ended up going for like the seventh year in a row as a soldier, which was basically wearing some of my uncle's old hunting fatigues and walking around the neighborhood as a G.I. Joe. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's pretty standard, and that's that's frankly not too far off from kind of where I'm going with mine. Hit it up. So, for costume, I have three central requirements. Okay. Okay. My first one, which is touching on point you raised a moment ago, for me, it has to be homemade. I think I other than the uh, like nineteen. 81 version of Yoda and you know it had like the rubber band mask and like some plastic like you know robe thing I don't think I ever got a store-bought costume um store-bought components maybe yes but not a full costume so for me gotta be homemade that's requirement number one uh requirement number two it has to involve weapons, okay? Uh, whether I was an L.A. gangster or an Army guy or Freddy Krueger, I had to have a weapon of some kind. I mean, <laughs> like even when I was a ghost, I had a chain that you know I could swing about if I had to uh, dissuade any ruffians from taking my bag. How Jacob Marley of you? Yeah, very. Yeah, it's very good. 
Very good. Um, so, and I discovered there's like a, also a practical purpose to having the weapon because when I was, I don't know, like fourth grade, I, I went as the Terminator and this person just uh, hit my rear view mirror with her door. Um, anyway. Anywho. Speaking of Terminator. I'm sure it was an accident. Uh, speaking of it, anyway. So, I go as the Terminator. Now, I've got the spiky hair. I got sunglasses. Didn't have a trench coat, but I did have an awesome black members only jacket. And I go up to this house. And this guy who's, I don't know, he's probably 30-something, he looks at me and he's like, Hey, who are you supposed to be, Billy Idol? So I had to draw his attention to the awesome rubber bullet pistol with the uh, scope from a different cap gun that I had and, like, affixed it to it to look like the uh, 45 long slide with laser sighting. (laughs) And he was like, oh, you're not Billy Idol. No, sir, I was not. I was the Terminator. I'm surprised he even got that far with you because this was fourth grade, you said? Yeah, I think so. And this guy's in his 30s? Yeah, probably. So you're you're his size by this time. (laughs) No. People, he's large. He tries to downplay it. Kevin Watts is large in real life. No, 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 no. So weapons, uh, must. Third must, I got to have blood. I need to have some kind of gore going on with my thing. So I'm, I'm into combinations. One year I went as a punk bum. So I was like this sort of punk rocking looking dude, but I was also like this dangerous homeless man. So I had like mm-hmm. a switch blade and like, you know, like a spiky wrist and, you know, like blood all over my. So I was thinking, why not get crazy? And be like the uh, the Terminator. Have like the Terminator costume, but like my members only jacket over my Freddy Krueger sweater. I can still have the sunglasses, but have my face all messed up. I get my forty-five long side with the laser sighting in one <laughs> hand. I get my glove in the other. That's what I'm talking about. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm all on board with this, and it is really funny that you mentioned the blood thing. What is it about little boys on Halloween that they have to have blood? Kevin, I went one year as the mask. Jim carries the mask. There's picture evidence of this. For some reason, I put blood on my face. No reason. No reason whatsoever. I think we just had it. You know, we just had it at the house. We had blood on Halloween. But I'm struggling so hard to figure out how in the heck I'm going to reel this on Instagram with this conglomeration of amazingness. (laughs) It's awesome. It's figure out like how I can do this before Tuesday. So funny. So funny. funny. Yeah, I love it. I'm totally into it. Uh, Not only would I be excited to trick or treat with you, but if I saw a little fourth grader mocked up in some type of hybrid costume like that, you bet your money he's getting some extra candy in his pouch. Yeah, heck yeah. That's I mean for that creativity. And when you think about it, like when when the Terminator gets you know, kind of dinged up a bit. You know, his face is already kind of looking a little skeletal. And yeah, it's a little, it's a little Freddy-ish. Yeah, there's a little, there's a little natural.
natural hybrid going on there. So, so yeah, you, you got your costume, you got your candy. Let's assume you've trick-or-treated it at this point. You're headed home. Mom and dad are like, hey, you know what, Kevin? It's 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 Halloween. We're gonna we're not gonna cook meatloaf tonight and mashed potatoes. We're gonna let you get something special. And you know, as you're pilfering through your candy and you're throwing mom and dad a few shekels, some of the things that they enjoy. Anytime I got a Werther's from some horrible old person, I'd throw it over my dad's way and he was super pumped about it. <laughs> <laughs> the Werther's were like, you get to the bottom of the bag. And it's like, okay, I could eat a Werther's or I could eat this, like, green encrusted penny. I'm not sure which one I'm going with. Mr. Wilson gave us Werther's again? What is wrong with him? No one's eaten a Werther's since 1936. <laughs> so you get home. You're kind of trying to settle it down. But, of course, you don't settle it down because you throw on a movie and now you're getting a meal of your choice. I'm going to do this combination. For me, for many years, I don't care where I had to watch it, whether it was in the back room, whether it was me stowing away to the basement to continue my night of fright. I'm grabbing my VHS of 1987's The Monster Squad. Sweet. Okay. And the sisters were usually into this, so I didn't really have to argue with anybody. Kevin, I know you know where this place is at over on Outer Drive. The Pizza King. Oh, yeah. So the Pizza King, uh, first off, some of the rudest ownership in the city of Dearborn, but it doesn't (laughs) matter. Does not matter. I patroned their business for at least 30 years using my own money because I can remember as little as eight or seven years old riding my bike there being rudely confronted by the owner and still buying something from him. And in fact, just last summer I bought my wife a surprise uh, treat from pizza King went in there and started explaining to him like, yeah, you know, I live out in Plymouth now and I haven't eaten. He's like, "Uh, what are you ordering? I was like, okay, I'm going to take some, Pizza bread home, some wacky. You guys still make that wacky bread? <laughs> I hate you. Uh, so I have to have the Monster Squad, which is basically like a Halloween themed Goonies. Is that is that fair? You have to. I think if you're born in our era and you 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 have a um, set of stones and you don't like this movie, I mean, you might want to trade those things to somebody else who would appreciate them. Um, <laughs> the Monster Squad is hot sauce in terms of little boy movies. Like you just said, the kids are empowered. They're the ones outsmarting the grown-ups. Uh, they're the ones figuring it all out. They're defeating not just adults, who are enemies of theirs, 
but they're defeating the universal monsters, including Dracula. Well, every hundred years, in the darkest night, O.C., the forces of evil come out to fight. In the amulet they must destroy, or they spend forever in the darkest void. So who's going to stop their deadly might? Who will stand up for the right? I ask you, O.C., who's it going to be? The Monster Squad. Doggone right it is. Little known fact that came out of that movie, you cannot tell by looking at someone uh, what their status is in terms of biblical knowing because the original gal that was tapped to kind of defeat the forces of evil uh, was not qualified. And you guys can check the movie if you'd like to uh, look further into that. And then the other... <laughs> and then the other thing that's super cool in that movie is, and I don't know how many times my friends and I said this as little boys, the entire, you know, Wolfman's got nards. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are t-shirts. I wanted to make sure I got the quote right, so I Googled it. You should see the t-shirts out there with Wolfman's got nards. Oh, I love that. Yeah, there's a there's a, a boatload of them, Kevin. That outstanding so for me i have my i have my pillowcases full of candy i'm home i am watching the monster squad and i'm eating from pizza king and i encourage people to still patron the business even though the ownership is extremely mean um i have my pizza king large pizza double cheese now this is key this is key the pepperoni they used and still use. It is not your standard pizza pepperoni. It's a unique subset of pepperoni. And I know you know this because you and I, we're, we're pizza guys. The pepperonis that are about a dime size, yeah. they curl up. Yep. There is a black burnt edge that forms on them. Yeah, it holds in the oil and the fat better. You don't want that stuff getting away. It becomes a contact of pepperoni with a grease pool in it. Correct. And as you eat the pizza and tip it towards you, the grease comes out of the pepperonis and drips down the piece of pe uh, pizza. Yeah, I mean, it's intended not to be for the, uh, the faint of heart because you do get scalded by that as it dumps out of the, you know, half dozen or so, like, cauldron craters of melted, greasy oil, and it's just delicious. Not a bit. Uh, I choked four or five times a year on the cheese, hot grease combination coming from Pizza King Pizza. Four, four or five times a year in my youth. And you know what? You're still standing, you live to tell the tale. And you're a better man for it. And guess what? I went down metal slides. <laughs> America! The only thing hotter than pepperoni cauldrons in Pizza King Pizza is the metal slides. Metal slides. Bring it back, doggone it. So that's my movie meal combo. Kevin, take the floor. Well, by the way, Joey Ebbs and uh, my crew is interrupting me with a text blast at the moment. So shout out to Joe and Mike Bluenstein and Jeff Andrews. Shout out to Kernans. Shout out to 2003. 
Shout out to Big Joey Abs taking care of my little sister who was a bus person at Kernan's. Oh, very good. Yep. All right. So, because OC, as terrible as your taste can be at times, aka Matt Damon, Matt AKA Damon, DiCaprio, <laughs> aka Red Dawn. I liked Matt Damon's, or I liked uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's biographical piece uh something that started with a eating and a grape or something (laughs) (laughs) my movie not a movie and i actually have two of these so bear with me go ahead round about 89 perfect hbo premiered something called the nightlight double feature Featuring the Monster Squad, followed by the Lost Boys. Two of the best, most iconic monster movies of all time will not be topped. Just fantastic from A to Z at every level. Uh, After seeing that, I immediately got my group of friends together to form the Supernatural Squad, by the way. Because, you know, trademark infringement, what does that mean? Uh, nothing. Copyright and yeah, nothing. You ever been on okay. YouTube? Trademarks don't exist. <laughs> um, fortunately, we did not use it in commerce. We just did it in our basement. Anyway, absolutely love the Monster Squad. Now, The Lost Boys, for those who don't know, is the brilliant vampire film starring Kiefer Sutherland and his band of vampires. Uh, It has Alex Winter, a.k.a. Bill from Bill and Ted. It has Jason Patrick from The Other Speed, Speed 2, (laughs) and a bunch of other things. Jamie Gertz, who's one of those, like, 80s hotties. Diane Weist, Edward Herman. The Pride of Gross Point, Michigan. Nice. I won't. Uh, I won't ruin anything, but he has uh, an important role, shall we say? And not in any way, shape, or form, the least, the Corys, both of them, Haim and Feldman, one of the best '80s casts for that sort of uh, I don't know collection of like comedy and action and fear and fun it's just just a brilliant movie um so i'm going with those two back to back now i'm big on movie marathons and in my later years i would have watched probably even more than two movies so in my later years i would have rolled with a trio of the disney head horseman cartoon one of the best animated things that's ever been created oh kevin kevin 60 percent of the show 90 percent of my heart i will <laughs> i will die on that hill with a kevin watts flag in my hand <laughs> that is that is my we'll get into this in a couple of months you and i are giant christmas people Yep. Especially Christmas as represented in film and literature. Indeed. There are certain things you and I have 
to watch every year on Christmas, or it is not Christmas. Correct. It's not. It, it's a lost year, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. If it's not, if we don't view these things, the Ichabod Crane. Disney animated Headless Horseman masterpiece that you're referring to. I don't even care anymore. I've tried for eight years now to make little children enjoy that movie. Oh, they don't like it, huh? Of course not. Because, Kevin, everything really? that's... I mean, we just talked about this, what, a couple podcasts ago, where it's like everything that's awesome. If, if you get one out of every 100 things that you like to connect with your kids on. It's like the huge victory of all time. So yeah, that's one that, uh, I'm, I guess I, I am fortunate that Izzy, my 12 year old just loves. They, mine have no use for it. I love it. And you know what, Kevin, my mom loves it. My beautiful, sweet mother who, you know, Karen O'Callaghan, she loves that movie. And I can, I can vividly remember like sitting on the couch next to her, Back in a house where we only had one television. And that thing would come on, I don't know, ABC or something at 7 o'clock at night. You know, the night before Halloween or the night of Halloween. And watching it with my mom. Yeah. No, my mom loved it. My sister loved it. I mean, I made all my friends love it. Because I always, like, sang the song and I quoted it. It's so funny. It's a great representation of, um, you know, actual historical literature. Lore from, you know, a very common story known to most people since, what, the 17 or 1800s? Yeah, it was written in the 1800s, but it's, it takes place in, like, 1790 yeah, or so. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's, it's a... Yeah, no, it, and it's, it is fairly true to a lot of Washington Irving's original, but, yeah, it's brilliant. Now, here's the second of the three. Little-known movie, made for TV. I only know, like five other people who have ever seen this and I think all of them have watched it with me because I made them watch it. There is I believe it's 1970 71 a made for TV version of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow starring as Ichabod Crane Jeff Goldblum a young Jeff Goldblum. Wow, that works. Starring as Brown Bones, Dick Butkus. It. And what year it, is it? It's like 70, 71, maybe late sixties. Even it's. It, it you can't even find it. Like I have like a VHS copy from you know nineteen eighty nine or ninety one or whatever. Um. Man, it, it's so cheesy and just silly, but yeah, so good. I love it. It's such a fun, just awesome version of so it. So now I'm on a mission to find this so I can yeah. put it in the in the post-show <laughs> reel. You let me know. And then to top it off, other than the Headless Horseman cartoon, by far the best take on this classic American tale the 1999 Tim Burton, Johnny Depp starring Sleepy Hollow. One of the best movies. It, arguably, it's the best movie Tim Burton ever did, in my opinion, which is fact. Kevin, do we break the fourth wall? Yes. Do you remember the first year that I was in my house? So my current home. 
um, you received a video message from my cell phone on Halloween. Oh. Because I was watching the Johnny Depp Sleepy Hollow that you and I both absolutely enjoyed. It is just. It's got Christopher Walken. Dude. In it. He's just brilliant. That's one of those movies I saw a preview. I was at like, I forget. I think I was watching like Three Kings or Fight Club or something like that at the theater. And they sure, maybe it was Star Wars. Might have been episode one. I don't remember. But a preview came on and like five seconds into the preview, they didn't show anything. No headless horseman. There was just this vibe about it. And I was like, is this like Sleepy Hollow? Like, what? Is this a Headless Horseman movie? And like five seconds later, like, whoa, the Headless Horseman shows up. And I was like, yes! I was so pumped. Kevin, I'm so... Every time I watch that movie, I take something away from it that I didn't see the first time I saw it. So there's this, this progression in watching a movie like that when you're younger. And you watch it because you're... You're intrigued as a kid, like, am I going to be scared by this? Or this actually looks kind of more like action-y. It's kind of cool. I don't know. Like, I'll give it a shot. Hopefully, I don't pee the bed because I'm so freaked out. And then you make it through, but you're kind of watching it like this every once in a while. And you're, you know, and you miss some things, you know. And you don't, you're not always watching a movie like Sleepy Hollow. You tend to watch it towards a certain season in the year. Sure. So, I think... Every time I've watched it, you get a little bit older, you're less freaked out about it, you're more comfortable about it. You actually see a lot of the comedy in it. Oh, it's super funny. It's a, it's a very dark humor, super funny interpretation yeah. of the story. You see, uh, of course, I'm sorry, I'm a Johnny Depp mark. His his creativity as an actor, his facial expressions, uh, his, his very dry wit, and you can't I- help but love the interplay between the characters in that movie. It's, it's brilliant at every level. It's gorgeously shot. It's brilliantly acted. It's suspenseful and funny and gory. And yet there's still something like just so classic and American about it. I just, I love it. I was so happy in seventh grade social studies when my teacher brought up Hessian (laughs) hired goons from during the revolutionary war. And I was like, I know what those are, Mrs. Serink. I know what a Hessian is. Izzy, Izzy had to study American history last year. They were talking about the Hessians. And I, and I was like, you know who those are? She's like, um, and I was like, Headless Horseman. She's like, oh, yeah. I, lo- I, I popped so hard. Now, uh, we'll be covering the Revolutionary War today. Everyone's like, what's this word? He, he, I'm like, it's Hessian. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm going to watch my movie marathon, be it the Nightlight Double Feature, or the Headless Horseman Trio. I'm also going... And I'm also going old school Dearborn. I'm going with Carl's with a K. <sighs> Cherry Hill and, and Telegraph? You got it, buddy. Oh my gosh, Kevin Watts. Dude, that pizza is... It was fantastic. And the Amiga bread, which was like the actual bread version of crazy crust or crazy bread it was like a foot long and it came in like the classic foil and paper bag just absolutely doused in parmesan cheese and garlic and oil and butter it was unreal and then to wash it all down 
you gotta have that paper carton full of coke that probably consisted of like 17 trees and you know still managed to have mostly ice in it but man for whatever reason the Coke just tasted better out of that thing. Carl's Pizza did it like very few did it back in the day. Uh, it's it's not a mystery why they went out of business. Uh, I believe, and this could, I'd, I'd ask Kevin, Kyle, and Christopher Thompson to fact check me on this because they lived right across the street. I believe you could buy a large pizza, an Amiga bread, a rack of ribs, all for about eleven dollars. <laughs> I think that's probably about right. so. So I remember, I remember Carl's not only uh, having exceptional, exceptional little boy food, but being very cost conscious. Yeah, it, uh, Carl's Pizza, man. It, mm. That was like the first place I ever called as a kid, other than a friend. And like I knew Carl's Pizza's number, and like I I could handle that. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring the pizza, ma. You can pay for it, but I'll order. Yeah, Carl's Pizza was mm, just phenomenal, phenomenal choice, Kevin. So asterisk time, and I'm a little bit more prepared for this one than you are. So I'll give you the option. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to give you mine? You go first. It's Halloween. Shenanigans are not just possible, they're required for Halloween night. Now, I've never been uh, a fan of public destruction of property, but I had a little fun in my day. You know, may or may not have lined some people's brown bags of leaves up in the middle of a street and ran an expedition into it, you know. Uh, May or may not have taken people's Christmas decor and stacked a reindeer on top of another reindeer in a position that they probably shouldn't be in other than in real nature. If you're going to have shenanigans on Halloween and you want to be able to hide behind the excuse that you're with an adult who would actually be in trouble and you wouldn't be in trouble. (laughs) I'm trick-or-treating with Billy Madison. Wow. Wow. I'm running these streets in Dearborn with my dude, Billy Madison. Well, you will most certainly get your fair share of education on the old uh, flaming bag on the porch trick. Don't tell me my business, devil woman. (laughs) Call the fire department and this one's out of control. I can't tell you how many times a day I use that line. <laughs> I, I thought of only one person who would be my miracle time traveling, space time continuum, real life to fake life adaptation of the perfect partner to Halloween with. Somebody who you could go to a house and hey, dude, do you think you can grab me an extra candy bar? Then you get up there and chicken out and come back to the sidewalk because you're just like, oh, that's my uncle. And hey, did you get an extra? You blew it! (laughs) Or someone who's asking, is this your uncle? 
Uh, uh, no, you're, you're, my friend here is very creative. You see, I, I actually, I work for the city and I drive the bus and I, I help them make sure that the bus drivers are making the wheel turns properly. And I would love to canvas the streets with Mr. Billy Madison on Halloween. I love it. I love it. And, uh, if you're putting me on the spot, I'm not sure I could compete with one Mr. Billy Madison. So for that reason, I'm going to need more than one to help me out. So because last year and every year, as far as I'm concerned, Halloween falls on a weekend, me and ghetto boys are trick or treating. The ghetto boys. Yes. The ghetto boys. Robbing little kids for bags. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. I love it. Anytime you work the ghetto boys into this show, I think we got a success on our hands. Well, as anybody who's listened to our show would tell you, very often our minds play tricks on us. So, got to make an appearance. Kevin, I think we've set up the ultimate alternative universe. Halloween experiences, Halloween wishing this into fruition. I thought this was fun. Next episode, we'll we'll finally remove ourselves from the pooky season that October uh, forced us into. Going to have a lot of really fun things to talk about coming up soon. We are getting a lot of, uh, I guess, views on the Spotify, which is awesome. But keep in mind, we're also out on Apple Podcasts. We're on Amazon Podcasts. If you enjoy any of this stuff, that's awesome. We appreciate it. Share it with anybody. Share it with your friends, family. And if you have to explain what a podcast is, um, maybe explain it to somebody else. Yeah. So, okay. Ke- Kevin, uh, you know, I, last weekend, huge weekend for you, right? Uh, it was a good weekend. Yeah. Absolute dismantling of your hated rivals. Um, I believe Yeah, uh, that, uh, it was good. It was fun, but you know, (laughs) it wasn't, uh, that game was over by the second drive, basically. Uh, I believe this weekend you are off. Correct. It's improvement week, but I will always end the show the way I like to end it. Do you have anything to say Michigan related or other? The time is now. Uh, Don't believe everything you read. Use your brain. Understand motivations, good and bad, especially the nefarious ones. Sit tight, hold fast, and go blue. And this is, of course, a future statement that you'll apply to the news story about a 38-year-old man wearing a child's Power Ranger outfit on Tuesday, running the streets of Plymouth with one of his friends who's dressed as Billy Madison. (laughs) Yes, and how uh, he was mugged by the ghetto boys who took his candy. (laughs) All right, man. Let's wrap it up. Kev, love you, buddy. Love you, bro. Peace out. Peace. Bye.